0: Hello Brodies and Brodettes of the world. My name is Caleb Walgren and you're listening to Season 4, Episode 72 of Brody Sports Talk. We are getting ready to count down in our top 50 picks, 30 to 21. If you have missed, the Brody 50 is the list of the top 50 players that we are projecting into the 2023 NFL season. It's part of what we do in the offseason because we enjoy it. We get to look at individual players, shout them out, invite them on the podcast. They decline uh, because they're just too busy. They don't want to, you know, get upset about where they came in in the rankings. Uh, But we also have a really balanced list. We've got people from all sorts of different positions. And I will say this week, we're a little bit heavier on the offensive side of things. And as someone who knows all about waffles, and offensive line play, you might remember it from our discussion last week. I have Derek Rusnick, my co-host, here with me. Derek, how are you doing today, man?
1: So I don't know if it was a teaser that we're going more offensive players or if we're actually going heavy because more people on this in this list are um, on the heavier side. I don't know which way you were going with it, but I'll take it both ways. And uh, um, I think we need to add some syrup to the waffles that we are talking about.
0: Uh, Any specific kind of syrup?
1: Maple. Maple maple syrup. Yeah, we're going fresh maple syrup um, because that's the kind of syrup that you can put into barbecue sauce. And you know where the best barbecue that uh, particular people say is the best barbecue? That's Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm going to start my uh, my list here with Brody number 30. Uh, and that's going to be the center of attention, the center of the offensive line. And that's Creed Humphrey the Center for the Kansas City Chiefs. I tried to go a long way to get to the Kansas City Barbecue Uh, pun, people. I apologize if it offends you, Um, but uh, I tried. Uh, So Creed Humphrey um, comes out of the University of Oklahoma a couple years back, steps into a really tough role uh, because Patrick Mahomes is there, um, there's high expectations for him, and what does he do? Just steps in and becomes a top three center in the league. It's uh, amazing what he has done while being so young. So uh, last year, uh, I always look at the the, uh, the penalties that offensive linemen have because that is the biggest piece, uh, especially the interior linemen that uh, can. You know, that can, can throw off the, the timing of your your drive. So last year, Keith, Creed Humphrey only had four uh, penalties out of all uh, 17 games. Well, regular season games. I, I don't have them for the, the postseason. As well, two holding calls, one offsides, and one other. Uh, so, you know, when you were uh, going up against some of the best D tackles, in the uh, in the NFL, uh, a couple of holding calls is not the end of the world. Um, he is not known for uh, penalties or anything like that., um, but he is definitely um, a, a field general on the uh, for the offensive line um, as there's kind of been a little bit of a rotation over the last couple of years with uh, them, swapping out guys to try to get better on the offensive line, trying to run the ball better, uh, trying to protect Patrick Mahomes better. And he has just been the type of guy to guys come in, guys leave, and he has been a steady force. So um, our thirty number 30 Brody is Creed Humphrey, the center for the Kansas
0: City Chiefs. Hey, Derek, can you remind me uh, where Creed Humphrey was ranked last year? Um, let me see.
1: Oh, yes. He just barely made our list at number 50 last year, and he has moved up 20 spots this year to number 30.
0: So what you're saying is Creed Humphrey is higher on the list than he was last year.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Creed does take me higher. Um,
0: And he blocks with his arms wide open. He does. uh, It's part of... You know, his sacrifice. I'm sure he would call it my sacrifice that he's just going out mm-hmm. there, putting his body on the line, trying to block for Isaiah Pacheco, Patrick Mahomes, play in and play out because that's just what he does.
1: My, these puns are my own prison.
0: <laughs> I'm not torn about this at all.
1: Oh my goodness! <laughs> There's more. Okay. <laughs>
0: Well, let's go from one offensive lineman to another and one that only had the most dramatic draft day stumble on this list so far. And that is Laramie Tunsil. Oh, wait. Brody number 29. I can't believe I almost missed that, Derek. Uh, Laramie Tunsil, the offensive tackle for the Houston Texans. Now, uh, he was hurt back in 21, so he didn't have quite that good of a season. Uh, He's always kind of floated around the thirties on our list before. So he deserves his spot here. We all know what he is doing. He played over a thousand snaps for the Texans last year and just goes out and gets the job done. And that's despite the fact that the Texans have not done much of anything around him. Um, I'm hopeful that with how they are looking to invest in talent with this D'Amico Ryan's led squad, you know, they drafted CJ Stroud. So he's got a high picked quarterback to go back there behind him. They went and got Will Anderson, Anderson versus Tunsil every day in practice, best against best, make each other better. I'm hopeful that it's a good thing. Uh, I don't want, Tunsil to go down at some point and be a Joe Thomas-esque player where it's a well he was really good on his team for a long time but the team was never really that good while he was there I I want him to at least be able to find some moderate success despite the fact that the Texans are not a very well-run franchise Uh, Derek what do you want to add here about Laramie
1: So this guy is going to be uh, a long-term building block that has to be there for the Texans. He is maybe the best player on the team right now. It depends on, on how you rate some of the other guys uh maybe even some of like the rookies that have come in will anderson and cj stroud but you are going to have to protect cj stroud this year um and that's all you can do Uh, you have to have Laramie there um so looking at the last couple of uh of years we have uh he was 37 in 2021, 35 in 2022, and now moving to 29 uh, in 2023. So steadily climbing up there, he is showing his um, growth in all the right areas. That and uh, has really put a lot of those rumors of draft day to the side and uh, is doing some good things in the league.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, should we go from the offensive linemen to the, the men that they protect?
1: Yeah, so let's move on to Brody number 28. And bro- Brody number 28 is Lamar Jackson, the uh, QB. I guess you could call him a QB for the Ravens. Uh, he does throw the ball. Um, but, uh, you know, if you talk to other people, he's a <laughs> back. Um, so, Lamar Jackson, uh, got paid this off season. He, um, he was, he was hurt a lot last year. Um, franchise tagged, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, all the off season, uh, off season, off the field stuff, um, with the, the agent and stuff like that. But on the field, he played 12 games. He had 17 touchdowns. Seven interceptions three rushing touchdowns so overall a good offensive year um, for the games he did get to play um, and he uh he had an MVP a couple years back and I think that with a with the addition of obj with uh, Odell Beckham jr um, with some of the, the of the roster changes that have been made i think the ravens have an identity and i think in order for the ravens to win they have to stick with that with the identity that they have and so lamar jackson is a big piece of that and um that's why he's number 28 on our list because even though yes his backup um, did make the pro bowl last year um with that that was questionable uh even though that that did happen he's a linchpin of the entire ravens team um he makes outstanding plays um and teams have to scheme for him completely different and i think he's really when he came into the league um you know there was some rushing quarterbacks but he definitely kind of changed the way that the the nfl offenses run and uh so yeah he's a uh, moved down our list just a little bit number 19 and 2022 but i think that's because i think he moved down to 28 because of the injuries last year because of the things that have happened but i see a good 2023 2024 season for him this year
0: i mean i definitely think the health plays a big part of it it's also just tough like you know We saw an excellent year for him in 2019, and let's face it, sometimes your best year, I mean, it was an MVP year for him, 36 touchdowns, six picks. He also went out and ran the ball exceptionally well that year with 1,200 rushing yards. Like, when you're doing it all those ways, it's very difficult to look past you. He's got to be able to stay healthy. He's got to be able to stay on the field but you can't neglect the tools that he brings with his feet and that it's not strictly an air raid game. I'm curious, Derek, if going from Greg Roman, who, you know, usually runs more of the two tight end heavy sets offense to Todd Munkin, who runs a little bit more of the 11 personnel. So, you know, you get more receivers out there, you're spreading the field wider. If it's almost going to open up more lanes in both the passing and running game for Lamar Jackson, I think that there's a a thought that if you think that he could stay healthy or he's going to perform now that he's paid, that he could be in the MVP discussion again. I think that it's not a stretch to say, hey, I think Lamar could go for MVP this year. I think, you know, in general, it's mostly a quarterback award. All you have to see is him playing well and the Ravens winning a lot of games. And you at least have to consider him if he's healthy. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he can bring. And I just want to see him play all 17 games. You know, the last thing we want here is for players to miss games and miss time out on the field Uh, anything you want to add uh, with Lamar before I uh, switch coats here
1: yeah no I uh, I think you're exactly right Um, he does have a really good arm and I think that um, he has been working on accuracy and getting the ball out to his uh, receivers so you know new receivers come in OBJ Zay Flowers got drafted this year so I think you're on the right right track when it comes to we could see a little bit more passing from uh, from Lamar versus running. And with that comes the ability to, to scramble into a couple of extra yards. So you're right about that. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Let's switch coats.
0: So if we're going from the running quarterback, let's go to uh, – you know, the golden haired quarterback on the other side at Brody number 27, we have Justin Herbert. Uh, Sometimes we like to refer to him as a bear here on this podcast because it's just fun to say, Uh, but he is the quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers. What's there to say about him? He's got a cannon for an arm we definitely are both in the camp of he was held back by what they were trying to do offensively under Joe Lombardi the past couple of years. And so when they brought in a new offensive coordinator, uh, who I believe is Kellen Moore, Derek, I Kellen think you've Moore. heard of him before. Yeah. Love um, me some Kellen Moore. He's he's going to bring a lot to the table because I I'm hoping that we can see greater efficiency and more deep threats because I feel like he should be attempting more yards per pass with how strong of an arm he has, but they also have absolute tall trees out there to catch the ball in Los Angeles for him. You know, they've had Mike Williams, they've had Keenan Allen, and then they went out and got Quentin Johnston, this past year, who I know Derek was sh- very high on him in the draft process. Uh, I believe you said that he was the best receiver in the draft, in your opinion, the The kid from TCU. And yes,
1: no, he, he, he was my number one wide receiver.
0: So, I mean, who's not going to catch touchdowns in Los Angeles for Herbert this year, other than Cooper Cup, because he's not on that team? Um I expect a lot of good things this coming season. I think that Justin Herbert is going to show up and show out. I just I want to see those interception numbers go down and his touchdown numbers go back up. He only threw 25 last year, which feels a bit off for him, especially after putting up 30-plus his first two years. Uh, anything you want to add here about Justin?
1: Oh, okay. So last year we had him at 15, uh, that was in 2022 2023 we have him down at 27 i will say during his prime which i think is he's he's definitely touching it at this point i think that justin herbert this is the lowest we will see him over the next four or five years on the brody 50 uh, i think he's going to move back up in, into the 20s mid teens uh, i mean like a uh, higher than 20 and into the mid teens and back into around that 15 range uh, I love what the uh, the Chargers have done this year. Um, as I really think that, hey, after a while, we've had a uh, uh, some good defensive. You know, we've got we've got a defensive coach. Uh, I think he's finally going to get out of his head and uh, allow Kellen Moore, who many said was going to take a head coaching position this year. So he's got that knowledge behind him. I think they're going to let Kellen Moore run wild with this uh, with this offense. They, they have a lot of often the weapons. Eckler is still there. He just signed a contract. You know, you, you still have your wide receivers there. If they can stay healthy, even if not, you've got a great, uh, rookie receiver. So let's go, let's just see what the Chargers can do. Um, I say they probably go, you know, 15 and two with a couple of really bad losses to the Broncos. And, uh, <laughs> They have to lose to the Broncos That's by default uh, But let's go ahead and uh, Let's hop back over to the East Coast And hop back over to uh, Those type of guys That the quarterbacks Like to touch their butts uh, And that's Brody number 26 uh, And so this uh, this guy We're talking about another center And that's Jason Kelsey One of the top two Kelsies In the NFL uh Jason has been uh, on the Eagles for a while now and has been a consistent constant force on that uh on that team. He he is a Super Bowl champion from a couple of years back and uh is the spokesman basically um you put him on a mic, he knows how to cut a promo. Um but not only that, he knows how to play some football so i go back to the um you know how'd you hurt your team last year so uh five i'm sorry six penalties all together last year two holding calls two false starts and one offsides overall um that's you know that's pretty good for a uh, for a center uh, especially in the uh, the nfc east where um there you know so, so some guys coming after you uh, over there on that on with a a star on their helmet, um, but he is a consistent force on uh, the Eagles, uh, and definitely you know he's got his work cut out for him. He's got a running quarterback behind him um, who wants to run and pass, and when pr- plays break down, you have to make sure that you're you're blocking, but you're not five yards down the field, and so that can be a little bit of a uh, of an issue with with linemen, and uh, Kelsey, just a consummate pro. So my hat is off to him. I know that uh, our correspondent in the field uh, is very happy that there is an eagle on this list, uh, and we're talking about the eagles. And, uh, you know, fly, eagles, fly.
0: Absolutely. Um, what's there to say about the five-time all-pro? I mean, he's legit he's been great uh i will say that i was double checking him here on pro football reference and mm-hmm. he was a sixth round pick to the eagles he's been with the eagles his whole career uh apparently that pick was originally going to be the ravens but they moved Ooh. up uh they moved up in the third round and just tossed it in so next time you think of a sixth round pick that maybe gets tossed in uh that could be uh, someone like J- jason kelsey that your team lands and is an all pro player for years. Um, I, I also think it's interesting because they have the, the pro football hall of fame tracker on there, Derek and Kelsey is currently only behind three other offensive or three other centers that are not in the hall of fame currently. So uh, if he can carry it out for a few more years, I know there was some rumors of potential retirement this year. He's coming back. Um, maybe another championship or something in there to help elevate him to another level. I think that he's definitely got a chance. Uh, the only non-active players that he's behind are like Pouncey Saturday and Mac. Uh, but he's up there in some solid, solid company. As if he's not gonna be a Hall of Famer, he's gonna be a borderline uh close one where he's getting into the balloting every year um he's just so good he he gets that uh snap right every time he's able to do that first block and then get over to another one the eagles ran that hurt sneak behind him every time like yeah he's not young he's 35 he's going out there he's doing the dirty work he's a great center I don't know that I have anything else to add there. Uh,
1: underrated guy. Let's just put it that way. An underrated guy for an underrated position. Um, and uh, definitely not the quiet guy. Um, gets his team going. Gets his uh, his line going. So um, I, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and make a Brody prediction uh, in 7 to 10 years. We're going to see Jason Kelsey in the Hall of Fame. I think he's a Hall of Famer as we sit right now um, because those uh, those other guys that you talked about, they're going to get in too. I think that uh, Jeff Saturday is going to get in for his amazing coaching job that he did and uh, for his playing time. Uh, and Alex Mack is another underrated name, but I think that uh, Alex Mack deserves to get in. As well, so yeah, I think Kelsey's in in the in the Hall of Fame.
0: To be fair to Mac, he's not five years removed yet, so it's not like he's even eligible. Yeah. so it's yeah. it's tough to really be like, well, he's not there. Well, yeah, it is what it is. uh is. Let's go ahead and switch it up. We've talked about offensive linemen, we've talked about quarterbacks. Let's talk about someone else in that backfield of the offense. Brody number 25 and uh, I'm gonna go over to music city for this one I'm gonna have a talk with the king Uh, no I'm not talking about Elvis I'm talking about Derek Henry uh, the running back for the Tennessee Titans I feel like in general Derek this one is a tough one for me Uh, first he doesn't spell his name correctly Derek is spelled completely wrong I know drives you nuts. (laughs) Uh, Secondly, I feel like I keep being like, okay, so we can just move on past Derrick Henry, right? Oh, wait, we can't.
1: Uh,
0: Um, He's had way too many touches. He can't keep up with this. Oh, wait. Now he, he played 16 games again last year. Um, Like, I just don't know what to do with him. So he keeps being here. He's gonna be on this list until he's not you know he's out there doing it day in day out he's 29 this year i feel like he's been on the titans for forever uh which he technically hasn't he's only been there since 2016 um but he also was well known before that because he was a member of the alabama crimson tide and he was there when they were dominant as well so it feels like he's been around for just about forever. He goes out, runs well. He's got a 2,000 yard season in his books. He's made it past 1,000 yards four of the last five seasons. And of course the season he didn't, he only played eight games. So he's going out there, getting the job done, just being awesome all the time. And you never know, Even if you give it to him on the far one yard line, he could just break out some stiff arms and take it to the house. Uh, Just ask Jacksonville. Uh, Derek, he is your namesake, only just not spelled correctly. Anything you want to add here about King Henry?
1: Um, Yeah. So until he uh, falls apart like a um, Lego uh, Death Star being dropped, I'm going to put him on my list. Um, he just keeps continually proving me wrong. I keep saying, I mean, I mean, you can go back and listen to other Brody uh, sports talk episodes, please do. Um, and I, I, I will badmouth Derek Henry. One, don't know how to spell his name. Two, um, he continually just—I oh, don't think he's going to do well this year—and he goes out and does it, does a really great job. Uh, I think that uh we are are seeing a change in what the titans are going to want to do uh soon enough and i think if it doesn't come at the in the middle of this year i think it's definitely going to be at the beginning of next year um as i think maybe we're looking at a less run heavy team and we might be moving out to uh some passing um they have a uh a highly touted uh, rookie quarterback that they drafted this year, and um, they might want to allow Derrick Henry to not have 700 million snaps uh, per season and seasonally get an additional two or three years out of him of of high production. So, uh, like I said, until until he falls apart, he's going to be on my list.
0: That's absolutely fair, uh, Derek. So uh, do you want to stay here in Nashville with me on this one, or are you going somewhere else with the the next Brody?
1: Man, I really want to to go listen to some country music with you. Let's just go ahead and stay in Nashville, and I'm going to move over to Brody number 24. I mean, that's, that's going to be Jeffrey Simmons, the D-tackle. So the two guys who go head-to-head with one another – Every week in practice, every uh, every practice, uh, the Derek Henry and then the Jeffrey Simmons. Um, last year he was number thirty nine, and he has improved his stock to twenty four in our uh, in our minds. Uh, I, there's not much that I can say about Jeffrey Simmons that is negative. Uh, played in fourteen games last year, had seven and a half sacks. 25 solo tackles, and a forced fumble. Um, really good numbers. And in the AFC South, that especially works really well. Um, he is part of a uh, an established defense and is a standout on, uh, on a defense that is a calling card for their head coach. So anytime that you can say he's the best player on the on the the defensive style, the head coach runs, you've got your guy. Um, and I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Jeffrey Simmons fits into that mold exactly what the Titans want to do on defense, and he's their best uh, best guy in that position.
0: I think that it's the tough thing about Jeffrey Simmons right now is that he's playing at a time where we have some of the best defensive tackles of all time in the league. And being a defensive tackle, he doesn't really get the due or recognition he would get if he was playing in a slightly different era, because he is really dang good. He's very talented. You know, yes, he gets a few sacks. He gets tackles. I mean, he's there to be a run stuffer. He does get after the passer when, especially like the the spots quarterbacks will tend to go when they feel the pressure on the outside as they go up the middle. And that if you're there as a defensive tackle up the middle, there's, there's not anywhere for them to take you. Um, so I, I really like how Jeffrey Simmons plays. I think that he is an integral part of this defense and really has a lot that he brings to the table for Mike Grable that they have been able to build around for the last few years. Derek, you know, uh, I've got to get out of Nashville for this next one. Okay. Let's, uh, let's head off Brody. Number 23. Uh, they did get a first round pick in return, but, uh, I'm going with AJ Brown, uh, the wide receiver for the Eagles here at pick number 23. And what's there to say about AJ Brown? Other than, you know, he is the wide receiver that got the Titans GM fired last year. Uh, John Robinson, uh, he went out to Philly looked even better with Jalen hurts than he ever did with Ryan Tannehill had a career year best in receptions with 88, almost 1500 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns, just a flat out, exceptional year on an exceptional offense in Philadelphia. He's gonna be a player to pay attention to for a while. He's only, you know, he'll he'll turn twenty-six here in a few weeks. I don't I don't see as easy way for people to go out and try to slow him down or stop him especially with how Hertz is doing and how that run game has been working. I think A.G. Brown is poised for a back-to-back big year. And let's face it, that's great for Philly, but it probably hurts a little bit if you're a Titans fan and you just heard two of your star players come in and kind of your, your former player that you used to love coming in at 23 right above them. Uh, Derek, any thoughts here about AJ Brown uh, landing on our list for the first time?
1: Okay, so I'm going to hop on the Caleb is right bandwagon. Um, so it is incredibly hard to say that to be uh, to be a standout on a team that has all the talent that the Eagles have, but AJ Brown does it. Um, like you said. He um, looks so much better in that offense, or did at least last year, than he ever did anywhere else. That he's been he look it looks natural, um, and he looks like he has chemistry with his quarterback. That's very important. And oh, I uh, you know the the Eagles have lost their offensive and defensive coordinator, and you know we may see a step back this year. Um, you know you you never know what is going to happen year to year um on a team, but they they still have the talent. They still have the guys there um and from not ranked to uh to twenty three is an important um, I think this is an important job. Um, And so I'm just uh, flabbergasted at times of of how we rank things.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I'm glad he's here, but uh, I think that someone who you like and appreciate who might be on your favorite team um, might be able to to give A.G. Brown a a good coverage. Uh, What do you think?
1: Yeah, so uh, Brody number 22. I want to go to one of my favorite consoles and someone that I hope is going to uh, cover AJ Brown in next year's Super Bowl, and that's going to be Patrick Sertan, the second PS2 for the Denver Broncos. Uh, he uh, was unranked last year. We have two unranked guys back to back, jumping from unranked to 22 now. Doesn't mean that, yeah, uh, you know, that he was bad last year. He was in the mid fifties, I believe, uh, last year. Just barely didn't make the list, um, but in a in a season that looked as bad as you could possibly get on offense, uh, Patrick Sertan and that defense uh, showed up to play. Um, he only had two interceptions last year, but. He has a lockdown corner when you needed it, and um, a lot of times you're not going to get the ball going to his side of the field or to his guy, and so that tells you that that his guy is covered, and so you don't have a whole lot of pass breakups or interceptions because they just don't throw the ball your way. Um, as we've talked about as nauseum, if the offense were would have been able to score. 19 or more points per game, they would have been a 11-win team uh, and been, I believe, the two-seed or the three-seed in the playoffs. Um, and that completely boggles my mind when it comes to this defense um, is better than advertised. I, I will certainly say that their win, Patrick Sertan, was drafted there was a lot of uh hand wringing let's put it that way on people they should have picked up uh people should have drafted at the time but i really do think the broncos were looking toward the future and this is the future that they were looking at uh ps2 number 22 on our list and number one in my heart
0: yeah derek i have pulled up the advanced stats here 17 games last year only gave up 45 completions like that's just a ridiculously good number like they're not like he was targeted 77 times so he still is giving up a below 60% completion percentage but they're still just not even going after him that much like there's there's a reason they're trying to avoid him and I'm excited. He is so young, Derek it's like he's going to have his third year in the league and he's only 23. Like, so there's a good chance that while he's making his way onto our list this year, that he could be a very top player as he enters his prime the next few years. Um, I'm excited for it. I want to see what he can do and how high he can go. Uh, My real question though, is, is he more of a PS2 Slim or is he the like the older, larger PS2? Uh, I'm, he is listed at six two two o two, so I don't know that I can call that a Slim. I think that it's it's definitely the the bigger one. Uh, although on the field he might look kind of smaller because the linemen and whatnot.
1: Yeah, so uh, he's definitely a Slim. Because everyone else is so much bigger than they, uh, than they used to be. Like, uh, let's go ahead and go back a couple of uh, of things that we uh, we've talked about. Quentin Quentin uh, Johnston uh, for the Chargers. They're probably gonna match up a, a couple of times, and uh, he's, he's Quentin Quentin Johnston is bigger than uh, than PS two. So I am he doesn't overheat. Um, he is is definitely uh, the newest model of the uh, of the Slim, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 fun to play, and he's just a video game sometimes.
0: Absolutely, uh, I'm I'm going to make sure to put my memory card in so I don't miss a single thing that he does this coming season. There you go, and uh, to to wrap up our list this week, we had to. Brody number 21, and that is Stephon Diggs, the wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Another phenomenal year for him. Uh, 108 catches, 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns. Everyone knows that he's one of the primary threats there in the Buffalo offense, but what happens Josh Allen still finds a way to get the ball thrown to him. He's catching 70% of his targets, getting it in the end zone. Is he the most integral piece of the bills offense? Probably not, but is he the best pass catcher in the bills offense? Absolutely. Um, And he's done it in other places. You know, we've seen him, be a star in Minnesota. We've seen him now be a star in Buffalo. Uh, I'm glad he did not stay in Minnesota uh, personally, because that was not a spot that I enjoyed seeing him on a regular basis. Uh, Granted, they did get some guy named Justin Jefferson, who's been doing okay since then. Uh, But Stefan Diggs is just right. He deserves to be on this list. Um, you know, last year we might have been a little low on him at 37. Uh, the year before that, we had him all the way up at number 13. This one just feels just right. You know, we're not too high, not too low. I think we're just right uh, with Stefan Diggs here at 21. Derek, uh, anything you want to add about Stefan?
1: Yeah, I am digging uh, exactly where he's at. As uh, I, I'm, I'm waiting... For the breakout, Um, you know, we there's some things that have come out over the past week, but many camps are open. um, And uh, I, you know, I want to see what what this year holds. So for what we're talking about three or four years now, probably um, the bills have been. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna go win the Super Bowl this year. We're gonna put it all together. We're gonna do this, and we're gonna add this piece, and we're going to we're 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 gonna get close. And you know, for a year or two, there it was the Chiefs Bills. Okay, they're gonna go head to head, and and the Bengals have kind of creeped in there. Of like, hmm, we could be the second or third best team in the AFC. So. You know, the, go take a back seat, Bills. Um, and I think Stephon Diggs is a big part of getting the Bills over that hump. Um, I really think that he's he's a breakout star. And I and Josh Allen is a great quarterback and get the ball to to a lot of people. I just want to see it. Um, let's I, I want to get Stephon Diggs into the teens, and uh, because he has a breakout performance in 2023.
0: It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting for sure. No one knows what is exactly going to happen this coming year, but we do know that these 10 players are going to be phenomenal players to watch and keep an eye on when you are watching NFL games this fall. And I hope that you will just continue to keep listening to us. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Brody Sports Talk, whatever podcast platform you're listening on we do appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to hear us and just hear us have fun going through this list. Uh, We will be getting to season previews for teams here in a few weeks. I know Derek uh, has been getting his wheel ready uh, so that whenever we spin through the teams, he's got to be able to know exactly what team we're landing on at each time. And it's, it's going to be a good time. So I hope that you're excited. I know I'm excited for it. Uh, and if you want, if you're so excited you can't hold it in, uh, let us know on Twitter, at BrodyTalk, or go leave us a five-star review uh, where wherever you listen to us. If they let you review, we'd be happy to, to have you mark that down. So on behalf of Derek, my name is Caleb Walgren. We're going to go ahead and sign out, and I hope you all have a great one. Bye. Bye, guys.